You're listening to No Nonsense Sales from Salesloft, your weekly dose of sales fun where we interview some of the biggest names in sales and separate sales fact from fiction. And here's your host, Tom Boston. Hello again. Thank you for returning and welcome back to No Nonsense Sales. This week we're talking about ghosting. For those in sales, being ghosted is to be ignored, completely forgotten about, alone, just when you thought the deal was going to be signed and and then nothing. Why do buyers lie? What did I ever do to them? As you can tell, I've got some personal experiences with being ghosted. And yes, that's because it happens to the best of us and the worst of us. Being ghosted for me, it's a bit like golf. The longer it goes on, the worse it gets. Let's see your results from this week's poll. How do we avoid being ghosted? 85% of you said, pick up the phone. I agree with that. Why not? Give it a try. Certainly don't just send email after email, especially if you're not getting a reply on email. Let's, Let's mix it up. Me personally, I love a video in the DMs. But my guest this week also loves video because she shares her sales tips online every week. Charlotte Lloyd, together we're going to figure out if ghosting kills deals and how to avoid it. Charlotte was voted one of the top female sales leaders to follow on LinkedIn. She's big on content creation, so my first question for her was what can sellers do if they're working for an organisation that doesn't support salespeople making their own content? My tip would be sit down, have a conversation with your boss, have a conversation with marketing or HR, come to some kind of agreement on what you can post. If there are restrictions and they want to check your posts before they go out, then show them the posts and say, look, is this okay? If there's a real, there's a nervousness around salespeople creating content on LinkedIn, because I think salespeople just stop and think, well, if they're not going to let me, then why should I try and challenge what they've told me? You should always challenge in a good way why this is why this is a good thing. And perhaps refer to some other successful AEs or SDRs who've posted and, you know, their experience, look, I've managed to generate some really good inbound leads by doing this. So share some examples. I think examples and stories of other salespeople that have been successful with it help sort of push the management over the edge and they say, okay, well, you can do it. And, you know, but you have to follow these guidelines. It's a great way to have a conversation with the team. Yeah, I love that so much rather than just kind of giving up, right? Oh, they said I shouldn't do it, so I probably shouldn't do it. Um, and you've seen huge success, of course, online. You give um, you give a lot of free advice. And again, a lot of people not a big fan of this, right? I don't want to give away my secrets. Don't want to tell everyone how to do what I'm doing. Um, what, do, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I think when you're building an audience... You've got to be able to give away something that's painful to give away. Because in the beginning, you need to build trust and credibility. So I've given away my cold call script. I've given away my LinkedIn DM cheat sheet. And people come back to me and say, that really works. So you're building the proof. The proof of concept is there. As you get more experience and as you start to build your own brand and maybe you start to monetize it, then yes, you probably don't want to give away too much for free. But 
same if you're selling B2B to companies, to start a dialogue and to share insights, you're going to need to give them something for free, right? They want to see how it works, how it might help them solve a problem. And then they position you as the, the person or the company to solve that problem. So it's about standing out. Giving away stuff for free is about doing what your competitors won't do. How can you, how can you maintain that edge? Yeah, it gets you in front of the right people. And um, I just think that's such a great message for, for this podcast. I mean, I was on your LinkedIn profile and you had the quote saying that only 17% of sales reps actually hit quarter. What, why do you think that is? Yeah, great question. I think with the economic climate, it's a lot harder now. And what that means is when things get tough, salespeople often don't want to be creative and switch up what they're doing. So yes, I think some of it comes down to laziness. I hate to say that, but laziness and not not being prepared to innovate. Uh, not following up, right? Follow up is massive. I sold to governments for 15 years. They're some of the hardest people to sell to because they have bureaucracy, they have procurement you have to be very creative with them. Most of the time, even if there's a buying committee involved, it's a big enterprise deal for a mid-market sort of smaller deal. There's a lot of people involved when, a, you know, when you're selling to a government. You've got to stay on top of them. And most of the time, they would ghost me during the sales cycle. And you know, I, I'd go back to them, um, <laughs> put together some something funny you know, to sort of draw their attention to the email. And they would say, oh, I'm really sorry. I, I got so busy and I totally forgot to reply. Like, this is on my radar. Just please chase me again in another week. So they'd give me the permission to chase them. In fact, one client closed a, quite a big deal, six figures, and he said to me, you know, you, you were really good in, in staying on the case. You didn't give up. I really like that. So as long as you're being creative in your follow-up, you're not being a pain, you're not bogging the prospect, there's apps, and are you confident that your solution will help them? There's absolutely nothing wrong with following up. So that's another big reason that people don't hit their quota is they just give up too soon. You've um, you've put a big smile on my face there because I've got some similar stories, right, about being persistent within the sales process and thinking, oh, this is too much. You know, I can't I can't ring them again. I can't email. And then when the deal closes, you, like you say, you get a shout out. Oh, Tom's. Um, follow-up was really persistent and we appreciated that so like you know we're all we're all so worried aren't we oh I, you know I don't want to offend and it's it's trying to get that balance right but I, but actually if you've got something that's going to help somebody you know, add that value then I think it's about really just being really proud and just being like look let's I really want to help I really want to get this over the line um so that you get some benefit from what we have to offer so yeah thanks for thanks for sharing that um so let's talk about how to avoid being ghosted then. So you mentioned you've mentioned you've mentioned the G word. How do we as reps avoid that kind of uh, that ghosting that no one wants? Stop sounding and appearing like salespeople. Right? It's easy. So many salespeople still can't craft their follow-up messaging, right? They get really stuck on it. So they do a really good cold email and then the rest of the follow-ups even picking up the phone they don't want to do. Be prepared to do something different. Send a video. Ask if you can send a video. You know, if you feel a bit like, oh, it's a bit daunting sending a video. People aren't using, I'm going to talk about LinkedIn now because 
still people don't send voice notes. Now, I know if you're in a busy office, it can be like, oh, but I've got so many things to do and I can only send a text. And Just go outside and record 10 voice notes, right? It's 30 to 60 seconds. That's 10 minutes max of your time. Five minutes for you to get out the building and then go back up. Send a video on LinkedIn DM. These are things that people, salespeople aren't doing. Uh, you know, when I see them in my training, they're doing very either boring emails, they're sounding really boring, they're not bringing their emails to life, the follow-up messaging isn't consistent, and they're not leveraging LinkedIn in the way that they should. So do what 99% of other salespeople aren't doing. Do something different. Send a voice note, send a few voice notes, send a video, put something funny in, put the onus on yourself, right? A lot of salespeople, you know, ask if they, if was my outreach that bad? Uh, seems like I've offended you or seems like my terrible email missed the mark in some way. So don't be afraid to put that onus on yourself because what you want is feedback, right? If the, if the prospect isn't going to buy, then you at least want an answer so that you can then put them into that sequence of, okay, I'll come back to you in three months or, you know, you're not ready to buy now. So over to marketing, you can carry on with the rest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, sales is basically trying to find a two way conversation. We spend a lot of time as sellers having a one way conversation. So anything you can do to make it a back and forth could only be a good thing. You talked about video voice notes there. I've been guilty of this, right? Leaving a voice note that's basically me reading the entire email. (laughs) Or me me doing a video that's basically just recreating the voicemail that I've just left, right? And it's almost like you're you're doubling up on your work. What what do you think is the the perfect um, kind of voice note to send? I'm thinking like short and sweet, right? Yeah, just short and sweet and to the point, you know? Hey, um, I've hit you up on... A few other channels and it seems like my message isn't resonating uh that's totally fine either way can you let me know have I been a complete pain you know you can put some energy into it laugh when you're doing it don't make it sound so serious I think I used to sell to a lot of not outside of the tech and SaaS world and most people have got a sense of humor I used to sell to you know, typical old-fashioned corporate business suits to work. And, you know, the way to address these people was super formal. But at the end of the day, these people are human, right? They they want something funny. They don't want you to be sending them, hey, dear Mr. So-and-so, I'm just checking in, or uh, I sent you several um, emails and I haven't got a reply. Or, you know, you just want to break down that formality, and, and just humanize yourself as a, as a seller. I think that's the, the great thing that these videos and these voice notes do. They sort of bring your message to life. But again, that's always my top tip, right? Don't just recreate your message. Think of something creative that you can do uh, on camera. I mean, my one of my favorites was um, just letting you know there's an email in your inbox. Hope you like the way that it's written, you know, and I think you're going to enjoy it. Like, yeah, it would, it would I think you be... might enjoy my email or the video I sent you. Uh, open to taking a quick peek. Yeah, yeah, or, or I've done before as well. Um, I've recorded you a video. It's in your inbox. 
and I think it's going to make you smile. Like, that's intriguing, right? If I got something like that, okay, well, maybe I'll go and have... Let, let's not forget, so many emails are left unread, right? So many um, voicemails are deleted. So anything we can do to jump up, in front of, uh, of a, jump up and down in front of a prospect can only be a good thing. You um, You talked about kind of humour there. Is that the only way... To, to avoid being ghosted? If someone's listening going, I'm not very funny, what else can I do? You can't be funny with every single message that you send, but you do want to get a laugh somewhere, right? You want to lower the tension, make it enjoyable. People buy people at the end of the day. So if your personality is a wet weekend, that's going gonna, gonna to make it, you know, I don't care how good your solution is and how you know, well-equipped it is to solve your prospect's problem. But you're going to be remembered and you want to be memorable. So you need to inject some part of your personality, even if you're sarcastic, right? A lot of people are sarcastic. Put a bit of that into, you know, sprinkle that into your messaging. Everyone's got some something different. Everyone's unique. No one is you. They keep saying no one is you. So think about that. I would say think about no one is you when you're preparing your cadence the best thing to do is to plan it out in advance before you send it so you're not planning it on each day and think nobody is me here's how i'm going to approach it Ah, i love that yeah so much in so much can be said for just being prepared right i know that a lot of sellers are often feeling unprepared right i'm not i'm not ready for this right but actually if you've got structure you've got a process in place then you're, you're halfway to success. So we we have to decide then if this week's topic is a fact or a fiction. So ghosting kills deals. What are we thinking, fact or fiction? Oh, it could be both. Yeah. I say fiction, fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't hold you to it, but yeah, it's just a nice way to, to round off. But we actually finish with a sing-song. You know that. Um, let me know the song that you've uh, brought in and why you've chosen it. So I have chosen Britney Spears' song here. Not because I've got the same colour hair as her, um, but it's Oops, I Did It Again. I think I did it again. I made you believe we're more than just friends. Oh, baby, it might seem like a crush, but it doesn't mean that I'm serious. What a beautiful rendition of a Britney classic there on No Nonsense Sales. Hey, but if you'd like to hear it sung right, head over to Spotify right now. We've just added it to the No Nonsense Sales playlist. And I tell you what, why not subscribe while you're over there on Spotify to this very podcast or on your podcast player of choice. And I'll see you next week. Do it all over again. <laughs>